welcome to the latest in a series of podcasts we are broadcasting to accompany the publication of Aon's DC Pension and Financial Wellbeing Employee Research. My name is John Foster and in the discussion today we're going to be diving into some of the detail of the research findings from the chapter with the heading Pension Strategy and Long-Term Objectives. It's worth noting that the full research report is available to you to download via the link that appears in the text accompanying the, the link you click to join this podcast. I'm joined in today's discussion by the uh, Aon leads from both DC Consulting and DC Solutions, Ben Rowe and Tony Pugh. Just over to you for introductions, chaps. Thanks, John. So yeah, I'm Ben Rowe and I head up our DC Consulting practice. Yeah, and hi, I'm Tony Pugh and I head up our DC Solutions, including the Aon Master Trust. Thanks both. Just in, in terms of, of getting the discussion started. I mean, this last year has been hugely challenging for everybody. And clearly, with you know, among those people who are sponsors and trustees of DC plans and, and their members. But Ben, if I could ask you, what has all that meant for sponsors of these schemes in the short term? Yeah, thanks, John. I think in the short term, many sponsors have really been grappling with the impact of COVID on their core business. And so some have just not been able to get the head above water and, and really consider pension issues. If we take a look at some of the results from our survey, we know that 87% of people are expecting a shortfall at retirement, and just 37% said that they think they're saving enough. So huge numbers of individuals who just don't think that they're doing the right thing. I guess a positive spin on this would be that people are starting to wake up to the need to provide for retirement. And, and also another key finding is that, you know, 61% are contributing based on the, the default level or the matching contribution rates. And only 8.5% of individuals are really thinking about how much they need to save for retirement. So really, there's a very small proportion of members going down the route about thinking what they need to save. And so whilst sponsors are struggling to kind of get the time to think about pension issues, what our survey is telling us is that the individuals need more help and the onus is really on the scheme design to, to deliver the outcomes that, that people need. So really, it's time for sponsors to, to think about what they're trying to deliver and, and understand what the structure will look like going forwards. You know, something, things like our DC analytics could help here. So, you know, thinking about what proportion of people are on track and what changes could be made to kind of help people get back on track as well, I guess. Okay, well, thanks, Ben. I mean, just taking some of those themes, thinking a bit further out, Tony, a question for you. What, what, what implications does that sort of inadequate pension saving have for employers? I think really that's been a, a looming issue for, for many years now, but is really coming into high focus as DC plans start to mature uh, and obviously members then more increasingly reliant on them for an adequate retirement income. Uh, and from a survey, we know that a quarter of the participants think they will never be able to afford to retire and given that we don't have compulsory retirement ages inevitably many people want to stay with their current employer rather than move to another job as they get into their latter years and that has a number of workforce planning implications and many of those including there'll be less opportunities for other employees to progress into new roles i.e promotion pipelines being blocked and we think the costs of employment will start increasing via higher average salaries of that on average higher aged workforce, higher average aged workforce. And there'll also be challenges in providing cost effective insurances for aging employees. And finally, there may well be implications for productivity where aging employees may be less engaged in their current roles 
um, and, and not working as hard as they, they, they used or being as productive as they used to be. And in turn, that can and I'm sure will lead to some very difficult HR issues as companies will look to exit some employees from the business and will quite probably be financial implications by way of settlement agreements in that regard. On a positive note, per our survey, a third of members are in a position to save more for retirement. And yet another 15% are not simply not paying more because we're in a low interest rate environment uh, and they think that means they're not going to get decent investment returns. So I believe that's a great opportunity for employers to target communications and education to those segments of the employees to encourage them to save more and mitigate the future adequacy problems. Uh, and Ben noted uh, matching contributions. For employers using a matching contribution scale, our survey tells us that 61% of members set their own contribution level based on the default or the matching level offered by the employer. So subject to affordability, employers could opt new members, new hires, into the highest matching level at outset. And for existing employees, it could introduce auto-escalation to member contributions to get them to reach the maximum matching level and perhaps even beyond that with additional contributions at some point in the future. And again, that will significantly help to mitigate problems of inadequate benefits. So finally, I'd encourage all employers to be looking at this issue now. Obviously, the sooner it's tackled, the lower the impact will be on the business in the future. Thanks, Tony. And, that, and interestingly, that sort of uh, that those sort of tweaks and, and, and developments in design can be can be done at a, a managed cost for employers as well, which is going to be important to them. Um, I mean, many many employers many employers have been hit hard by the COVID crisis. Naturally, we'll be looking towards cost savings and efficiencies, and we've seen some evidence of that from a survey we carried out on during our conference series. Can they do this though, Ben, without shortchanging their employees? Yeah, I com completely agree with all of this. And and as I said earlier, I think businesses have been hit really hard by COVID, some in particular. And I think we're going to continue to see that, especially whenever all the government support for businesses is turned off at some point in the future. And, and you know, as I said, pensions have just not been the core focus and, and for some are even seen as a distraction. So I think I think attention will turn to to looking at cost savings, and, and we're already seeing some of that coming through with some of our clients already. And I guess the obvious first step is to look at the benefits which are provided to members. We don't think that cutting the benefits that are provided is is the right answer, particularly as above where eighty seven percent of members don't think they're they're saving enough for retirement, and it could be received really badly by impacted members as well. But as I said, many are looking at ways to manage costs. And, and the obvious solution here is to really look at the, the delivery structure for the DC scheme. And this can be a relatively easy way to achieve some cost savings whilst also improving the member experience. So we know that many pension schemes currently have an unbundled trust-based approach. So possible solutions here include moving either to a bundled trust approach or even to a master trust. And both of these options can help to reduce costs and can also reduce the amount of time which the company needs to spend thinking and, and acting on pension issues. And outsourcing some of the governance, particularly under a master trust model, can lead to more focus from experts in the right areas, freeing up company time to focus on really running the core business, which in turn leads to, to better outcomes for members as well of the pension scheme. Thanks, Ben. Um, Tony, what are you seeing in this space? Yeah, for sure. And just echo what Ben said there. I, I do agree that the obvious place to look to achieve cost savings or and resource savings 
is through a, a master trust or some other form of bundled solution and that can be done without compromising member benefits if we um, we have um, a currently circa 40 clients using Aon's DC solutions and of course we're regularly seeing RFPs or proposals for new organizations to come to the master trust um, or a GPP from their own trust-based plan and in almost all of those cases cost saving is a or often the major factor but given our master trust and our GPP have significant economies of scale that enables us to use modern technology for both administration and communication and thus we're in a position to deliver better member services at a lower cost. And in many cases, we see the situation where an employer saves all of its current administration and governance costs, often hundreds of thousands of pounds per annum, and members pay a lower AMC on their investment costs. So normally it's a win-win situation and members are definitely not shortchanged. And given that, I'd be encouraging all employers to have a look at this opportunity and see how it work, might work out for them and their members. Thanks, Tony. And again, I think it's there are obviously ways that employers can can save money and gain that efficiency without necessarily impacting or, or eating into the value that members receive, or in some cases, it may maybe even improving the value that members receive from their pension savings. We, we know that various factors impact on how much employees save into their pension. Ben, based on the survey, what are you seeing as the main factors influencing saving rates and what can be done to increase these? So we've touched on this a little already, and our survey found that very few members think about how much they're saving around how much they'll need to achieve an, an, an adequate retirement pot. The majority, or 61% or of members, base their level of savings either on the default or the matching rate of contributions in the scheme. And if we delve a little deeper into this, there's only around 9% or 8.5% or of members who are thinking about just how much they might need in retirement and setting contribution rates in line with this. If we think about those members that are going down this route, they're either using advisors to tell them what to do, online tools to help them with what they want to do, or simply talking to friends or family members. So a very small proportion really thinking about how much to save when setting contribution rates. So it really goes back to, to putting a massive onus on the sponsor here and, and the scheme design to make sure that that's delivering the right outcomes. And, you know, it comes back to the, the, the ideas that Tony was talking about earlier around changing the scheme design either to opt people in at the highest matching level, for example. So we know that inertia means that people will stay there or introducing auto escalation for existing member member contributions. And that helps to get them up to that maximum match level over time. And, and they won't see a massive step up in their contributions on day one. Beyond this, we also found from the survey that members really like simple messages. So things like simple rules of thumb about how much to save are much preferred to say complex modelers which members have to use off their own back. Thanks, Ben. Touched on sort of saving rates there and we're thinking very much about saving towards pensions through that through the DC plan that, that's offered by that by people's employers. What about savings outside of pension? How do we help employees look at their total financial position when it comes to retirement planning? Tony, that's one for you. Really good question, John. And for me, that is a crucial factor that we all need to take note of and deal with. So my personal view, whilst it's understandable that trustees and employers will focus on the outcomes from the DC pension plan that they're providing, that really doesn't reflect reality for individuals. 
And that's simply because when any of us come to planning for retirement, we're going to look at our whole financial picture. That's all sources of income, our debts, um, our expenditure, both now and expected in the future, any wider savings and investments that we have, and even things like the, uh, the value of our house, whether we're a homeowner or a renter. Those things are reality. Those things are really crucial for when it comes to the wholeness of whether we can afford to retire in the lifestyle that we want. So at AM, we've long believed that companies that enable their employees to manage these wider financial aspects, both before and after retirement, are really delivering to their employees' needs. And that's why Aon's GPP and our Master Trust Solutions both have had an integrated suite of financial management tools and services, enabling members to do these things 24-7 from the first day that they join the plan. And we call it Well One Money, and post the outbreak of COVID, it's really coming into its own to help employees get a better grip on their finances with budgeting tools and even flagging up discounts against retailers that the member regularly uses. Our survey also shows that only 15% of employees think that their employer is doing a good job when it comes to financial well-being. So tools like this are a great opportunity for employers to address a real and present need. In addition to that, on the wider savings piece, we also offer integrated ISA, LISA and general investment account options alongside the pension so that members can save in a different solution if that suits their needs. Doing that all alongside their DC pension provides a simple and convenient option for them to take full control of their current and their future finances. Thanks, Tony. And it appears that sort of from what you've both been saying, that there's a really key role to play here from the point of view of, of design and strategy in bridging some of these gaps that members are becoming more and more aware of in terms of plugging those the need for an adequate pension benefit when they get to retirement and take into account their whole financial circumstances at that point. Just in terms of this session, I mean, that, that's, that sort of concludes the to and fro. So thank you both for your contributions there. Just before we sign off, what are the key takeaways that, that we want our listeners to, uh, to take with them today? So for me, John, I'd start with the fact um, that the, the whole DC market has changed fundamentally uh, in the last five or so years. So there are options that exist now, technology that exists now, uh, investments that exist now that just didn't exist five years ago. So for any employer where their plan's been around for some time now, I think this is a great and, and an opportune time for them to have a look at their plan and make sure um, that they are delivering the best they can to their members. Uh, and if not, are there other options out there that could do a better job? Yeah. And, and for me, I think it comes back to we know that sponsors have been busy and focusing on their core business. But I think it is taking a step back and, and thinking about their pension objectives and how that fits in with the with the corporate plan and also really thinking about that pension scheme design and whether that provides the outcomes that, that your members need to be on track for retirement. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Tony, for your contributions today. Great discussion. Thank you, everybody. And thank you. Thanks to all of you for, for listening. And don't forget, you can access the full report by clicking on the link that accompanies this podcast link. So, uh, and we'll be joining you again for another installment in the very near future. So look out for that. Thanks very much.